welcome. You know what? I gotta find a way to to have like a more creative intro to the podcast. You know I mean? Not just a welcome, welcome, welcome. You're, you know, I gotta find a way. I'm gonna get, but I'm, I'm gonna figure that out because I think that's. I'm not gonna say cliche, but it, I mean it's weak. You know what I'm saying? Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're tuned into the unpopular. You know what I'm saying? But uh. Thank you guys. I wanna I wanna welcome everybody that's listened to the Unpopular Podcast. Uh it's your boy Jalen. And thanks for coming. I have uh a couple of unpopular opinions about sports and uh just hear me out. That's my slogan. I need to find a way to integrate. Just hear me out. Cause that is my that's like my, my underbed slogan that, you know, nobody knows. Even if you look the, on the logo it says just hear me out. So but let me get to it. Uh, I want to again. I want to thank you guys for listening to the Unpopular Podcast. Um, All Star All Star Weekend came and went, man. And excuse me, damn. <coughs> oh, I'm done. All Star Weekend came and went, and it kind of shocked me, though. You know what I mean? Like if you listen to my last pod, right? I I I, I questioned was All Star Weekend dying now. All-Star Weekend, as we know, is driven by is driven by celebrities. Of course, you have all the basketball players, all the people go to wherever the All-Star Weekend is happening this year. Of course, it was in Charlotte. And it was exciting, man. <laughs> now, no slam dunk contest wasn't the greatest, but it has some exciting dunks. Check, uh, homie from what? Check Dalo Diablo, whatever his name is, homie from OKC one. He has some exciting dunks. Dunks he hopped over, hopped over Shaq. The three point contest is always the most exciting thing on Saturday night. Steph Curry lost by two points to Joe Harris, who was letting that thing go. Yo, I I knew Joe Harris can shoot, but I ain't, I was thinking to myself, yo, Joe Harris campaign, campaigned hard as hell. To get in that goddamn sl- uh, shooting out like sh- three point contest, this nigga better win, or at least make it to the second round. And this man did not disappoint. Steph Curry didn't disappoint either. I think there was one time he hit like ten straight. Like it was very exciting. So shouts out to Joe Harris. Be- I'm disappointed in my man Dame. I know I didn't think he was gonna win. I had Steph winning, of course, but I thought Dame was gonna be a lot better than that. Like come on, dog. <laughs> like the f- come on, Dame. But um, yeah, man, All Star Weekend was fun. The celebrity games. Shouts out to Famous Los. I, I follow him on you know social media, and I know he felt slighted last year by getting snubbed. Um, I think B dot A dot no, uh, Quavo won last year, and B dot A dot won the year before. But you know they gave it to my man Los. Shouts out to him. But that was that was fun, and exciting. Ray Allen can still freaking shoot. Like it's golly, you know, once a shooter, always a shooter. I knew that, but Ray Allen was letting that letting that thing go from from Boston. Like it was, it was crazy. Um, the Rising Star Challenge, I didn't really care about it, but there was some exciting dunks. You know, there was some exciting dunks. You know, and I say All Star Weekend excited me because I mean, not excited, surprised me because, like I said last episode or last pod, I talked about the um. Was it dying? But it was. It was. It was more exciting. It was a lot more exciting than I thought. The All Star All Star game was exciting. Um, Steph Curry wasn't doing much, but he was throwing lobs. Giannis was dominating, catching. Uh, they had one of the best lobs of all time. Curry bounced the ball off the floor. I swear to you, that ball hit heaven before it came down to Giannis. Uh, dunked it. KD won the um. Won the All Star Game MVP. Team LeBron won. I think it was one seventy six to or one seventy eight to one sixty four. I'm not reporting about the All Star Weekend. I mean, pretty much. If you're a sports fan, or you're a basketball fan. You saw it. And I was talking to a girl, and she was like, "I was excited that All Star Weekend and and the All Star Game got it so right with the national anthem by Anthony Hamilton, with the the." I guess intro concert with Meek Mill, the all uh, the halftime show with J Cole, and she was like, "I was like, how does the NBA get it so right?" 
in the NFL for the Super Bowl get it so wrong. She was like, well, it's All-Star Weekend compared to the Super Bowl. And I said, All-Star Weekend is a little different because if you look at the NBA Finals, it can go four, five, six, or seven. And you don't know. So the NBA really, you know, lays it all out for All-Star Weekend. And and we saw it. Was, it was exciting. It had technology that can like change the jersey like it was crazy man all-star weekend was exciting do i think it's completely like dead no i I definitely didn't show like show any signs of deadness do i think that they have room for improvement of course like i said the slam dunk contest wasn't the most exciting i don't know what the hell john collins was doing trying to jump over a damn 1980s plane but you know it was it was cool it was cool i'm not i'm not hating on it all-Star Weekend came and went, and and I'm, and I'm excited. I'm excited. Not not only am I excited for the second half of the season, but now you're really about to see the, be- like the best teams have. Uh, you're about to see Golden State really clamp down. Golden State hasn't been the best on defense this year. You're really about to see them clamp down because, you know, it's, it's in the home stretch at this point. Now teams are really about to be competing for seeding and, Hell, teams are trying to make the playoffs. The Lakers still trying to make the playoffs. Uh, my Wizards are trying to make the playoffs. So it's it's going to be exciting what happens, you know. Like All-Star Weekend it was, was the break or is the break. I think teams come back on Thursday or, or Tuesday. No, I think it's Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday. But, yeah, the NBA the NBA is, is now in the home stretch. Of course, we all think Golden State's going to win. Um, unless you're not a Golden State fan, Jason Tatum made made news when he said the Celtics were gonna not even not just make the finals; they were gonna win the finals. I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> calm down, bro. Calm down, Jason Tatum. Y- y'all still got y'all in the fifth seed right now. So just just calm down. Just just calm down. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's exciting times for the NBA." It's exciting times for the NBA. And I'm not so that was that was quick. What 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 I'm talking about, well, I have a special guest this 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 episode. Uh I have a very hardworking and dedicated person. She is a beat writer for the Washington Mystics. She is a college women's college basketball writer for a lot of organizations. <laughs> she is a sideline reporter for the Capital City Go-Go. For people that don't know, that is the G League team in here in Washington. And uh, her name is Jasmine Brown. Now, she does a lot. She... Goes to damn near every University of Maryland game, men and women. She she works hard, and what we talk what what we're gonna get what we got into was we talked about women's sports. We talked about the importance of of female sports. We talked about the importance of the WNBA. We talked about the importance of the G League. We talked about how the WNBA can expand, and if it can expand. And if it can't expand, how? Uh, we talked about the the rising tide that is uh, that that is. I guess you can say the the capital city go go. Of course, they're new. They're they're fresh. And are are they for real? You know, is this is is this like um just the first year jitters or first two year jitters or something or or is it, can this team really contend in the G League and is there NBA talent on the on the you know on the team and we also slightly get into Kareem Hunt now for people that don't know Kareem Hunt was famously well infamously seen beating a woman and well, he he pushed her, he kicked her. It was, it was on video. It was domestic violence, and we saw he got he didn't get he didn't get suspended from the Kansas City Chiefs 
because of what happened. He got suspended because he lied to them and said, I didn't make any contact. And that clearly was a lie. So we're, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that and and everything. But before I bring on Jasmine, one thing I need to discuss is the Colin Kaepernick Eric Reed NFL settlement. So, if you've been living under rock, first of all, if you don't know what's been happening with Colin Kaepernick, not only do you not watch sports, but you clearly just don't have a, a, a pulse of what's happening in the nation. You know what I mean? Colin, this thing, what Colin Kaepernick has been doing. And, of course, with help of players like Eric Reed and stuff like that, what he's been doing is a lot bigger than NFL. This is this is a lot bigger than just taking a knee. Like, you have to understand, he was taking a knee to shine the light on police brutality towards African Americans. And he was also taking a knee for the veterans. Veterans that, when they come home from war, they're, they're, un, they're treated unjustly. And a lot of their benefits run out. A lot of them don't even have benefits, you know. So he he had a good cause, but with with a lot of people spinning the the narrative as in he's disrespecting the flag or he's standing f- against the flag. That's not what he's standing for. That's not what he was standing for. And because of that, and of course, a lot of people in the NFL or a lot of owners can deny it, but. He pretty much got blackballed by the NFL because of his stance. No team wanted to touch him. And, of course, a, little, a lot of pressure from, you know, the president and everything. But he was blackballed, and he had a collusion case with the NFL. And last week, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed, which were pretty much the two spearheading the campaign, Reached a settlement with the NFL with uh, undisclosed amount of money, but we all know that that conclusion that collusion case has been going on for a brick. So if they settle out of court with or they settle, you know, with an undisclosed amount, Colin Kaepernick got paid. <laughs> but a lot of people saying Colin Kaepernick sold out. Or a lot of people saying, like, did he sell out his legacy or did he sell out the legacy of this movement for for the money? And what I'm not I'm not understanding that the NFL, first of all, when have you ever known the NFL to have a collusion case against them and settle out of court? Or I'm not I don't even know at a court, but settle with settle with a disc- undisclosed amount. And the agreement is no size, as in Colin Kaepernick's side, Eric Reed's side, or the NFL side can discuss this protest anymore. When have you ever heard the NFL to do something like that? The, N- the NFL doesn't even like players to get fully guaranteed contracts. And you think... They're going to give out a undisclosed amount of money, which had to be a lot because Colin Kaepernick was fighting tooth and nail for this collusion case. I don't see how people are saying he sold out. He won. Colin Kaepernick not only got paid, but he exposed that, yes, the NFL, if the NFL didn't think they were colluding against him, they would not have paid him. He would not have gotten a dime if they thought they had a case against him. Colin Colin Kaepernick was suing the NFL and got paid. That should show you everything. He didn't to me. Now, of course, this is just my opinion. This is the unpopular podcast. This is my podcast. But I, I don't see how people are saying he sold out. Colin Kaepernick won. Now, no, he might not ever play in the NFL again. I don't think he will, unfortunately. I, I think he still has the talent, especially when people like Peterman, what Nate Peterman is getting, getting jobs and 
Christian Hackenberg is throwing, is playing trash in the AAF or AFF, whatever it's called. But Colin Kaepernick did, like, Colin Kaepernick won. Colin Kaepernick exposed the injustice of the police, of the police towards African-Americans. He exposed that the NFL not only cares more about the opinion of the president and maybe season ticket holders, they don't, they clearly and they openly or blatantly colluded against him. And you know how he won? Because if the NFL had enough evidence or the NFL didn't feel like they would lose, they would not have paid him. I, it's 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 crazy to me that people are really really don't see what's going on. Or I'm not gonna say they don't see what's going on, but they're really saying he's like what like what what for the people that's saying. And, and of course, you can leave in the comments. You can hit me up for the people that's saying that he should have he should have he sold out. What 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 do you think he should, what should have happened? What would have been the end goal that you think would have demonstrated him not quote unquote selling out? Because I don't think I think he won. I'm on that side where yo Colin Kaepernick beat the NFL, uh, a player or former player maybe beat the NFL and exposed the NFL for what it is: corrupt, sneaky. Because again. And I'm not about to pay you anything if I have a case against you or I feel you don't have enough evidence against me. If I did it or not, I'm not about to pay if I feel there's a chance to win. Clearly, the NFL did not think there was a chance to win this case. So they paid him. And they had to pay him a hefty amount, too. It's, It's crazy. It's crazy. It is, it is, it's, a, it's insane to me. Um, I'm not about to stay on that for long. That, that was my thoughts. I, if you, if you think that he's, he lost a hey, hit it up in the comments, let me know. But I, I have no problem debating this. I just don't see where, where I don't see how you think they, I don't see it. You know, I really don't see it, but, <laughs> and and the last thing I'm going to say about that, do I think he'll get a job in the NFL? I don't think so. I think his playing career is – he already missed two years. He won a case against the NFL, so what team owner is going to want that on the team? Do I think he could be in the A or the AAF or AFF? AAF, maybe. But uh, from reports, I think he's asking for like $20 million. Now, is he worth it? Maybe. But – does the AFF have that money to pay? I doubt it. So, I don't know. I think this is the last time we've ever seen Colin Kaepernick on a field. Or I think that that last time it was two years ago. But to me, shout, and if, if I'm alone in this, hey, I'm alone in this. But shouts out to Colin Kaepernick. You did the damn thing, bro. You, you did not lose your integrity like some people. <laughs> oh, no. You didn't lose your integrity for the money like some people. <laughs> Steve Harvey. <laughs> but you did what you had to do, man. And no, you know what? I did just take a shot of Steve Harvey. Shout out to Steve Harvey. That man is making seventy million a year. Eight. I, I'm. I ain't never seen seventy million in my in my con- complete life. So he's clearly doing something right. But um, again, this is the unpopular podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. I just uh. Hmm. Like I said, I told you guys I had a guest, the lovely, beautiful Jasmine Brown, and he, we had a we had such a great conversation about a topic that isn't really discussed. It's not discussed at all, to be honest with you. And and here we go. I have Miss Jasmine Brown. How you doing, Jasmine? I am great. How are you? Great, great. Jasmine does a lot. <laughs> uh, Jasmine, Jasmine, she is a beat writer for the Mystics. She's a W W. Uh, I mean, a uh, women's basketball. What am I talking? About? College basketball <laughs> writer for the High Post Hoops. Uh, she works as a reporter for the Capital City Go Go. She just does a lot. She does a lot. So it is definitely an honor and a blessing to have her on the 
have her on the podcast. How you doing today? I'm great. Just got a class and, you know, I have a, actually have a busy schedule today. So I say, you know, I'm going to fit everything as much as I can. So uh, well, <laughs> really excited. I, I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. So not to waste much of your time. Let's let's get it going. So I wanted to talk to you because one thing that I noted, well, I've been known, noticed it, but it is more prevalent than ever now. How is it that there's so much happening with the WNBA and college basketball on a woman's <laughs> point? However, it it it's not it we don't see it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. unless you actually go search for it, we don't see it. And I remember, and and it was it's sad, but I remember the uh, Washington Mystics. Mm-hmm. Uh, WNBA championship against Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, snap, the game is tonight. Let me go to ESPN to watch it. It wasn't on ESPN. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, well, maybe it's on ESPN, too. They had, like, poker on ESPN, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I said, all right, well, it's the Washington Mystics. Let me go to uh, NBC Sportsnet, because that's where they, you know, all the Washington mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. It had, they, had, uh, they had, like, Washington Wizards talk, like a talk show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, how is how is how is the WNBA, the the Washington Mystics, who right now, lo and behold, is better than the Wizards? Mm-hmm. How are they getting overshadowed by a talk show? Like, do do you see that at more prevalent than ever now? Yes, um, even even during the season, you know, um, they did not show. They maybe showed maybe one or two Mystics games last season, and. Even with, you know, the Capital City Go-Go, you know, of course I cover them, but I've noticed that they've gotten more um, airtime on ESPN Plus, um, either on, on Monumental Sports and even on um, NBC Sports Washington. So, you know, it's just kind of weird to me, you know, this, they're in their first season and they have more than a team has been here since 2002, 2003. Um, and they just went to the championship. <laughs> they just yeah. went to the um, the Capitals just did it, and then right, you know, back to back, you know, the Mystics are right there, and I'm just like, okay, why did it die down for them? You know, they're, they're it's basketball, you know, yeah. it's basketball, and I was very um, surprised by that, that you know they show every other team except. I know that people. Um, they, they, they don't like the fact that women's basketball is, uh, I guess, action-packed and athletic, and as much you know as much as the men's league. But it's 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 a lot of fun, you know. And people have to give it a chance, yeah. you know. Even the the semifinals between the Storm and the um, the Phoenix Mercury, that was great. It was really great. It was a really great series, and. You know, I, people just aren't giving it a chance, and it it sucks, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I remember walking around the city during the WNBA finals, and I knew uh, that the the Mystics were playing, and all I saw were nothing but capital, like yeah. mm-hmm. Capitals posters and capital signs. Like, yeah, I understand they won, but where's the support for the women? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it, and to be completely honest. The W, like the 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 Mystics, have had more success recently than any other team. Now, yes, the Capitals won if you take that out, but they've had more success in the Nationals. They've had more success definitely yeah. in the Wizards. I mean, right. I'm talk about the Wizards right now, but <laughs> it's just it's just crazy how. And this this is this is not just the Mystics. This is the brighter broader you know terms. How how can we as viewers, fans of sports, uh, and how can the WNBA, how do you think we can improve viewership? Because, again, there's times when I'm flipping through the channels and I'm like, yo, I know that there's a WNBA game going on, and I'm over here watching uh, bow and arrows on ESPN2. Like, what can can be done to improve the, the viewership and, I guess, the popularity of the WNBA, in your opinion? You know, I, I think the biggest thing starts with the WNBA themselves. Um, uh-huh. I think they have fumbled the bag time and time and time again with yeah. marketing. Yeah. And just looking at the AAF, 
Mm-hmm. Nobody knew about that until what the day it premiered. Yeah, and yeah. people wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though they weren't marketing like the whole time, they had people watching, and they had people wanted to want to continue to watch. I don't know what they did. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just, I think it's just football because I I saw the yeah. numbers and like two point nine million watching. I'm like, yo, did I? And I even Googled and YouTube. I didn't see not one commercial for the yeah. AF. In fact, I was flipping through the uh. I was flipping through CBS. I'm like, yo, what is what is this? And so okay. I was like, that's crazy. But I'm um, sorry to cut you off. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, fo- football is king, of course. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there was somehow, some way, people looked at it the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that the Twitter accounts, you know, they did stuff to promote it, I guess, that day and still had people watch is something that the WNBA doesn't do. And you know, there there have been times that I think that there was a press conference uh, on a Sunday at 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. the same time that the game one for the Mystics and the Dream were playing. So yeah. Lisa Borders, the former president, was talking. And I made a tweet. You know, I, I did, um, what was it, Whitney Houston face. She was looking back angrily. <laughs> <laughs> and I put that in as a tweet. And, you know, I, I, I expressed my frustration all, all year. And I feel like, you know, I think a lot of people contributed to the success of it, um, making people want to watch it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, but if the, if the league itself isn't working to market themselves, it's not going to work. Because yeah. anybody can, anybody who writes for them or is passionate about them can tweet out all day long you know, how much it is, how, how great it is, or, you know, mm-hmm. how um, it's advanced over the years. But if, if it, you know, it's crooked at the top, it's going to be shaky at the bottom. So yeah, yeah that's something that they need to work on. Um, they need, they need better marketers, marketers in there. You know, it's just not working. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no problem saying that. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, and, and you, you touched on the WNBA standpoint. I think the NBA has something to do with it too. Like, the okay. NBA, they 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 market the G League. They market everything. I mean, right now the the Chinese New Year's uh, ads are going around, and the G, and of course the NBA makes the most money. Mm-hmm. And when you have an organi- a branch of organization, you should preview the whole organization. Uh, right. I, of course, you see maybe a sprinkle of commercials here and there before the season starts, but. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest news that just came up was the the CBA that we didn't that really wasn't even discussed. Was and how right. the the WNBA almost wasn't about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you have okay, let's let's be real. The 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 WNBA isn't gonna have no Vince Carter dunks. Isn't gonna right. have no body getting dunked on. But there is there are women are athletes. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Yeah. And and I think if you get help. Like I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you need the NBA, but I think the NBA definitely needs to play its part and to promote and to promote the WNBA. I mean, the NBA promotes All Star Weekend like it's nobody's business, mm-hmm. or they promote mar- marquee matchups. They have ABC games, they have TNT games, mm-hmm. they have, of course, ESPN games. But then yet you gotta you gotta whip out your door the Explorer map just to catch <laughs> right. Of a women's college basketball, I mean, a women's game. And it it sucks, man. It really sucks that people that don't understand, people that don't know, like, I see, because you are pretty much, like, uh, your Twitter is infamous for supporting <laughs> female, you know, female athletics, which is, which mm-hmm. is how it is. Because I know a lot of people joke, like, oh, man, I'd rather watch a WNBA game than this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, some of the women in WNBA will will drop buckets on somebody, like, easily. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and, you know, people keep talking about the WNBA is boring, but I'm just like, okay, well, how many NBA matchups were aired and people was like, this is a boring game, or it was a blowout, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then people say, oh, well, the WNBA, they have um, less points, so I'm just like, you do realize that the WNBA plays eight less minutes than the NBA. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot. Of time to score points, so yeah, um, you know, people, people, people are trash. You know, I have no problem saying it <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to that. But even then, you know, they show 
um, marquee matchup has always it was they were forcing the links and the sparks a mm-hmm. lot on ESPN last yeah. ESPN last year. Definitely. And I'm just like, there are other games that are on League Pass, mm-hmm. you know, and even then there's a struggle with League Pass, you know, people couldn't access it. Yeah. Um, to to watch the game. So it's just like, you know, there are there are other teams out there. There are other games out there that y'all can play. Um, but I think the biggest thing, I think the biggest thing is you're right, with the NBA. And I think the person that was a big proponent of it was David Stern. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. he was behind them 100%, and that's why that product was there. They were on ABC. I think they were on NBC. Yeah, they were. Like Green called a championship, and um, uh, was it the Liberty and the Comets? Mm-hmm. And also, they were on Lifetime. Yeah. People, people always talked about, oh, yeah, I remember watching them on Lifetime. You know, Lifetime, a woman's network, you know, and they they can change it up. You know, they can show some sports in there. They, they should go back to doing that um, because, you know, I look at the movies on Lifetime and it's it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's the same plot over and over again. And they need to switch it up and throw some sports in there like they used to. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't really think that Adam. So I want to, you know, criticize him, but Adam Silver just isn't. He's not doing what David Stern did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, and yeah, I do, I I completely agree, but I think that David Stern was more staunch with it because it was new. Like he, introduced. well, mm-hmm. he didn't introduce, but it, it, it was new when he came. Right. So, you know, you wanted to get it off the ground and rolling. Now, now that it, it drew a, a, a cult following, for lack of a better term, I think mm-hmm. that you can need to continue to grow on that. Right. And one thing that really sucks and really needs to change is so the the when we look at the salaries, right? Mm-hmm. A max contract for a WNBA player is pretty much the ma- the max contract for a second round pick in the NBA. Mhm. Um and it sucks because that really tampers. Not only does that hinder the league, but it tampers the players because now you have superstar players like Simone Augustus and mm-hmm. uh, Abuma and Brittany Griner and Diana Taurasi. They have to go overseas to yeah. play. Mm-hmm. So while the, the NBA has an off season, the WNBA pretty much a lot of a lot of their stars they play year round. Mm-hmm. So how do you think? You know, when the NBA, I mean, the the finals come for the WNBA, you have players that are dead tired, mm-hmm. and then they have to turn around maybe a week or late week later and go to I don't know Europe or China or something. And I was watching a, a documentary about Simone Augustus. She leaves, I believe, some part of Russia, the mm-hmm. de- like the day before training camp for the for the team for the Lynx. So mm-hmm. it's like. Yo, like I play basketball. I play basketball and I, I used to play for college. Mm-hmm. And I understand your body needs a break. And that's just college. And it wasn't even like NCAA. It's like this was NAI. So you have people playing at the 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 top level. Right. You ha- like you you have them playing or they have to play year round or they're gonna struggle to make it. Mm-hmm. And and that's crazy. And and that kind of sort of segues to our next topic, which is Maya Moore. While I, I understand she's not, she's not, she's sitting out for personal reasons, family reasons, religion, I mean, spiritual mm-hmm. reasons. I get that and I respect it. But I'm almost sure that decision would be a lot harder if she was making, you know, 250 million like Steph Curry is or 300 million like some players are. Like if, mm-hmm. if, if she was able to sustain like that, like she had the, the, check like that while i'm not saying she wouldn't make that decision i'm just saying it would be a lot harder for her to make that decision you know what i mean right yeah i mean because she'll have she'll have an off season yeah yeah and, you know of course you know they play uh it's a 30 30 32 game season mm-hmm. um you know they do play mm-hmm. way less games than um the nba but i mean the g league they play 50 yeah and their pay isn't great, but it's higher. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not that much higher, but um and that's and that's that's even crazy. The the offspring of the NBA gets more money than the only women's league. And that that's in America, of course, and that's crazy to me. Right. And you know, it 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 sucks. You know, they 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 run their bodies into the ground and then they have to get ready for the WNBA and then the fact that last year it was a condensed schedule mm-hmm. because of the FIBA, um, you know, the World Cup and all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I think it was after the Mystics and Sparks second round, um, NECA and Candace, they were just like, you know what? I'm glad that it's over. Yeah. <laughs> the rest. <laughs> and yeah. they, at that point, they didn't care about winning. And I, it stuck out to me because they they were tired. Mm-hmm. And I could feel their pain. You know, they, they they were tired. And I think even for Maya, I think some people were coming back maybe a few days before the season started. Exactly. Um, because they were coming from, you know, a foreign place. You know, I get it if you are, if you have a contract overseas and, you're, and you stay overseas until you get, I guess, you know, a call-up mm-hmm. for the NBA. It's like, okay, but you are signed to two contracts and you're playing year-round. Yeah off season and nobody seems to get that nobody seems to respect that and i want them to i want them to respect respect them more it's like they're really putting their bodies into a lot and they're not um they're not getting the credit for it yeah like it (laughs) again i was watching the the documentary i was talking about and simone augustus her overseas contract is more than her her wnba contract they make a lot yeah, and, and it's crazy because I think there could be a start. There can start to be a trend where player, you know, some of the top players would be like, you know what, I'm gonna sit out this year for the WNBA and just play overseas because I make more there. Mm-hmm. And if this doesn't improve, and I, of course, I'm not wishing upon this, but if this doesn't improve, I can really see down the road the the WNBA struggling to maintain. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, when when your top players are willing to sit out, like imagine, imagine LeBron James and Steph Curry say, "You know what? I ain't, I'm not about to play this year. I'm gonna play over there in China," mm-hmm. and then the NBA will go into uproar. Like, all right, we need to we need to get them here. How can we keep them here? Right. And of course, you alluded to the WNBA. They play less less games, but still, that there should there should be no reason why uh, a late uh, a a woman has to. Not only play year round, but they have to be away from their family. That's why Maya Moore is like, yeah, I got to take a break. Like mm-hmm. they're away from their families pretty much year round if they if they take the contract. And it it's just it's just crazy. And and back to Maya Moore, do you think that her absence, especially this year, will hurt the uh, WNBA? Yeah, she's a superstar. <laughs> um, Maya Morris, you know, yeah. when people think of the WNBA, it's Maya Moore, Sue Bird, Candace Parker, Linda Deladon, like Maya yeah. Moore is like that first person that people kind of really throw out the name. So yeah. you know, it's gonna hurt um the links. Of course, their age kind of hindered them this season because of the fact that the WNBA um are ushering in some more players that, you know, they're speeding the game up. Mm-hmm. Um which I do think, you know, if they could uh, off topic a little bit, but they could, you know, um, maintain. Yeah. These there's some girls in high school that can really make them look make that look really attractive. Yeah. Um, them girls ain't playing. Yeah, there, was <laughs> this, there was this one girl in a uh, McDonald's joint that was dunking, like she won a yeah. slam dunk contest. So. Exactly. You know, yeah. there's definitely that there, but you know, um, you know, the links there were the age was kind of hindered um, by that, but you know, it's still it's still Maya Moore and. That's a name that's not going to be called this season. And you can tell last season, um, anybody that watched, she wasn't herself. And, yeah. And I think mentally she checked out. Um, and it it showed all yeah. season. Um, but it's going to be rough. Um, but that that's a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't see, if they see that her absence is a problem, Maybe, just maybe, they could do something to um, say, like, okay, like, superstars are leaving. Let's see if we can do something to try to help them out. Yeah, and it's not like she's leaving because of an injury or 
right. a pregnancy or something. She's leaving for personal reasons. Right. And that's the last thing that a league wants is when the face of your league leaves and it's not because it's just because they want to leave. It's not it's not because, oh, yeah, no, like, again, I, injury or something like she made the decision because she just wanted, like she wanted to. Do you think the CBA has something to do with this, too? Because I remember, you know, earlier this or earlier before the, in the offseason that, um, you know, there was there was big CBA talks with the WNBA. Yeah, I think um, some players, they also said that they kind of regretted um, signing the, the first one a little too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they don't disclose anything. Um, they're very secretive, and I really want to know why. You know, yeah. they don't, they don't, you have to dig and find the, the revenue that they're making, the salaries, and, you know, the only thing that you can really find is viewership. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's not even broken down. So, you know, I think a lot of them, a lot of them realize it's like, yeah, this is a problem. And, yeah. And um, they, they were a lot bolder this time about that. But. Again, the WNBA is very secretive, and they haven't they haven't disclosed a lot, which is hard for people to kind of understand. You know the dynamics mm-hmm. of the WNBA, but they need they need to do. I feel like the WNBA needs to needs to expose that, <laughs> so people can kind of get a sense of how they operate. But it's hard when they aren't even disclosing that. And I think that the WNBA is scared to push. Because they understand. I mean, it's already a, uh, a skinny rope that they're on now, unfortunately. And they don't want to push too hard to where it's like, all right, they, I don't know, they lose, completely lose funding or something. But I think they need to push to, to, to um, I guess, demand the respect that they should deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, not should deserve. They deserve because, again, like like we just stated, it there should be no reason why... <laughs> Half the players in the in the pretty much all the players in the WNBA don't even know much about the CBA, or they have they have to hunt for it, you know. And it it's crazy, man. It's crazy to know that there is a league out there that you can make you make more. I, I was I, I saw this when I was doing the research for this. You make professional bowlers make more money than some of the WNBA players, and I think that. You only watch bowling on Sundays, so and that's like if you don't go to church, right? <laughs> so it's it's great. It man, I feel for the WBA. Some work bro. to do. Some work. Yeah, to they do. definitely need some work to do. But I I do see you know things are are improving as as terms of you know the W, the the at least for the Mystics, mm-hmm. they they don't have to share a a arena with the Wizards anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we, I mean, the Capital City Go Go isn't going to play with them, so you know, right? I do see that they're improving facilities at least here, but I, I wish that it would be more, right? And I guess, I guess to piggyback a little bit on the WNBA, you, you, you see that there are some women, uh, from the WNBA, whether legends or not, are gaining traction and opportunities coaching men's sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see Becky Hammond, you see Chrissy Tolliver, she was the assistant coach uh, for the Wizards. Uh, Lisa Leslie, she is coaching a big three league. Do you think, one, do you think that that'll improve as in like more women will start co- getting more coaching opportunities? And do you think this also helps the WNBA? Yeah, I mean, you know, when um, Chrissy Tolliver, um, when she when it was announced that she was going to, you know, be the, the assistant for the Wizards, I mean, it, it the the outpour of support was ridiculously great, and I was very surprised um, because of the fact that it gets so hammered all the time. Um, I I was very surprised, and then when Lindsey Whalen, when she got the opportunity um, to coach Minnesota, of course, yeah. you know, people respect her, but didn't think that I was surprised at that too, just to. You know that, and um, you know Lisa Leslie with the big three. You know, 
Yeah, I was surprised good. again. And Simone Augustus, I know she's you know was there. Uh, she got a um, broadcasting opportunity, and then Candace Parker, she was on the TNT crew. I mean, mm-hmm. all of that, I was surprised at and very shocked. Yeah. Um, because I just I didn't think that people would accept it. I feel that the problem it's the WNBA when they play, yeah. not when they do everything else, and mm-hmm. that is very interesting to me. You would think that it would drag that to drag um, everywhere else, but it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Becky Hammond definitely. Um, she's definitely can be a spearhead for for coaching, um, starting that revolution. Um, kind of died down a little bit, but I, I think I think she can start. She she is she is it. She needs to. Had that baton and then be ready to pass it on so it can keep growing. Yeah, I, I see. There's a lot. If you if you really look, uh, there's a lot of women sprinkled around sports, and that's great. Of course, you could say Becky Hammond, um, Lindsey Whalen, uh, even Doris Burke. Like women are respected okay. for being behind the mic or being in front of the camera, but I think that that respect needs to definitely. Uh, carry to their actual play on the court. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think we have a long way to go, but I, I think that we're getting, I, I think that we're improving. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how, <laughs> but I, I do feel a shift. And I feel that women now are, are getting the respect. They just need it more. You know what I mean? Uh, right. But Dang, we've been talking kind of morbidly, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, last thing I want to say before we turn to something good, um, and just your quick thoughts. So, and this is this is out of this is not with basketball, but Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Many people know Kareem Hunt uh, was released from the Chiefs due to a video surfing, surfacing of him pushing a female, kicking a female while she was down, domestic violence, mm-hmm. and. A lot of, you know, he didn't get released because the video came out. He got released because he lied to the Chiefs and said mm-hmm. he didn't make, he didn't have contact with her at all until the video came out. Today, or last week, a the, the Cleveland Browns picked him up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they say, you know, we talked to Kareem. We think that he... he is bad. He feels bad for his actions. He takes ownership of his actions, and everybody deserves a second chance. How do you feel about that situation? Um, how I've always felt the the NFL clearly doesn't care about domestic violence, and it'll be that way for a long time. And you know, part of me it it sucks because football is my first love for sports. Um, and you know, part of me. Loves it, uh, loves the W. I mean, WBA. He uh, loves the NFL, um, but it's a you know, part of me. It, it, it's hard to support. You know, the, the the amount of people that have maintained a job or got another job because of the fact that you know domestic violence. I mean, it it's it's ridiculous to me, and they they don't care. And I know they had this no more commercial like some years ago, or whatever. But um, it, I don't, it, it, they, they don't care. Yeah. It's fairly obvious they don't care about women. Um, and we, it, even with the Giants kicker, they, I know he had that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with Frank Clark for the Seahawks, he had that issue, and you know he's still playing. Yeah. And, and it, it it it's terrible, but then you, you know, have um, when there when there's video evidence, mm-hmm. nothing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Your kid, he they clearly the girl lied, mm-hmm. and they still got him out of there, you know. And but then he groped the girl, whatever, and then they had a problem with that. But then you got Gronk groping somebody, and it's not an issue, you know. I, I just feel that the the chastise the chastising of people is not there is also not uh spread equally mm-hmm. um, they kind of pick and choose who they want to get up out of there but then even then it's like the browns 
yeah. Browns. Yeah. That's, that's been the model for years. <laughs> yeah. The team wins. Oh, it's the Browns. It's yeah. the Browns. And I feel like with this signing, it's like, oh, well, it's the Browns. You know, they, mm. they, whatever. You know, you know they, their they're, uh, debacle was Josh Gordon, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coming back and leaving and coming back. But then they were like, oh, it's the Browns, you know. And I feel like it's the same thing with Kareem. Yeah, you even and, – and I completely agree with you that the NFL is so tone deaf. Like, you even see with the Redskins picking up Reuben Foster. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. After, after getting accused for the third time last year, like three times in one year. Um, of course, you saw how slow it was for them to react with the Greg Hardy situation. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> – it holly is it's just this really shows now of course i do believe people deserve second chances but when the man got dropped what three months ago mm-hmm. and then now he's back it's like damn that's the quickest second chance of all time bro exactly. like it, it the the nfl is definitely tone deaf in in this whole domestic violence thing mm-hmm. and like, like I even stated that on a couple podcasts ago. Like this, this is something that needs to change. Because at the end of the day, yeah, you, your audience is mainly males, but you don't want to segregate and just completely lose interest in in females as well. Like I know that's not a big demographic of yours, but at the end of the day, you you can't like you have a problem. You have a domestic violence problem. Or uh, the way that people treat women problem. And if you don't address it, it's just going to get worse. It's just going to get worse. Uh, hell, even we, even um, Ben Roethlisberger, how many, he's had a couple of uh, 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 being accused. Um, Antonio Brown, what, a week, or, a week ago, had domestic violence accusation. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're starting to see it's, it's being more, it's coming more and more, which is sad. And and the NFL definitely, I hate when they say we're doing our investigation and then don't find anything. But then five months later or five weeks later, we see a video like, how the hell could TMC get this? But the NFL can't. It's it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. just crazy. But yeah. Um, yeah, let's 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 get off this morbid stuff. I got <laughs> one more topic to tell. One more topic. So I know, of course. Like I said, uh, this is the Unpopular Podcast. I want to thank Miss Jasmine for being here. And she is, yeah, she is a very staunch uh, supporter of women's college basketball. And, I, I, I wa- of course, I, I watch sports religiously. I watch basketball all the time, and which means I watch women's basketball. And is it just me? Or does it feel like... And not just women's, but in, in ba- college basketball as a whole, that there is more parity than ever now. Like, if you look at the standings for women's college basketball, you got Baylor, number one, Louisville, two, Oregon, UConn, Mississippi State, Notre Dame, Maryland at seven. Mm-hmm. You look at all seven of those teams, I can make a case why they can win it all. And mm-hmm. then I can also make a case why they could lose. And mm-hmm. it, and you can, like I said, you can even go over with the with the men's uh, Duke. They have the three phenomenal freshmen, but they have some problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, my team, North Carolina, we just lost to Virginia, but mm-hmm. some days we look incredible. Some days we look like we're the worst team in the world. Hell, mm-hmm. Virginia can't beat Duke. So right. it's like I feel like there's more parity in college basketball than ever. And, and like I said, University of Maryland, I know you're you're big with them. They some days they look like they can't miss from three point line. And some days it's like, damn, they're getting killed in the in the paint. Exactly, yeah. Uh, the mighty the mighty Yukon, they're sitting at what, one, two, three, fourth right now. And that's unheard of from the mighty Yukon. So do you think that one, do you think that there is uh, uh more parity than ever in women's college basketball? And two, do you think that that's a good thing for women's college basketball, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at the last couple of seasons, you know, I think the main team that you can look at is UConn. Um, just looking at how they lost the last two seasons, um, mm-hmm. you know, Morgan William hitting that shot. Yeah. Um, 
And you know, you know, he kind of, you know, smiled. Okay, hey. And then, but then when Arika hit that shot the next year, it was like, all right. <laughs> like, I was watching that game, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, yo, as soon as it left her hand, I said, yo, she made that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I, I went crazy. Now I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, <laughs> or I'm not a UConn fan, nor my uh, Notre Dame fan. But I was like, yo, this is big, man. Not saying right. like they dethroned UConn, but. Hey. This is this is big. Like she, they were going crazy, and that joint led Sports Center. So I was like, right, oh, yeah. Man. And I think you know, my 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 big my biggest reaction obviously was Mississippi State, um, because they never lost <laughs> ever. So you know, I I mean, I I my mouth was, my jaw dropped, and I went on Twitter, and I mean, when I saw when I tell you everybody was talking about that game. Yeah. I mean, everybody was talking about that game. I mean, it was all UConn. And then last year with Enrique, same thing. And it's like, you know, looking at it, looking at it maybe uh, from two years ago, it was like, wow, UConn is, UConn got beat. Now it's like, dang, UConn, UConn is not the standard anymore, you know? And I think it's definitely reflecting and recruiting. You know, um, looking at a lot of people that are going to Stanford, going to Maryland, going to South Carolina, you know, Mississippi State, you know, they, people are, girls are realizing, you know, you don't have to go to UConn. Yeah, I think Maryland, Yeah, I'm sorry, I think Maryland, this is, that came out like Maryland's like top 50 in recruiting now, like, mm-hmm. that's, I don't remember last time that happened. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and. It's it's crazy. Like I was just in this this season has been crazy because of course Notre Dame looked dominant for a minute and they lost a couple or they lost one or two, three. I'm sorry. You Baylor. I mean Baylor's always there. She had, they have a great coach and everything. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't on the radar. Of course we all thought UConn was going back. They lost twice. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But that's that's so like I'm excited. I'm of course yeah. a diehard basketball fan. I'm excited because I don't know both in women's and men's. Like I don't know who's gonna win. And you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. And you know, I I, I never I did not picture Tennessee being uh, being number one and still yeah. being number one for this long. I thought Van I thought Vanderbilt had them, but didn't work out. <laughs> but um, yeah. it, this is gonna be a really fun. It's both of them. They're gonna be great. And I'll be in Tampa to cover the um the women's um uh final four. So that that would be that would be awesome. And then I will try to see if I can make it out to the um I'm from DC, the DC area, so I can see if I can um make it out to to the men's as a fan. Because <laughs> yeah. I do like to go to some games as a fan and not reporting all the time. Yeah. So this, this is gonna be real fun. Um real fun, real fun. Cause that's a lot a lot of I mean so many teams went down on the men's and women's side. I don't know what week it was, but I think about 12 teams went down. Yeah. On the women's yeah. side, and then about mm-hmm. 10 of them went down. Like, I think three or four. Yeah. Three of the top four went down. I mean, that week was crazy. And I was like, what is going on? And the fact that it happened to both sides, it was yeah. like. Yeah. I remember. I think. I think. I think what started it was when Duke lost to Gonzaga. And then I think a few days later, UConn lost. And then a few days later, North Carolina beat Gonzaga when the Gonzaga was number one. And then it's just, it was like a trickle down effect. It just kept going, yep. <laughs> All I saw was upset alert, upset alert. I said, like, yo. And then Notre Dame, uh, it, it was just upset alert city. Yeah, it was um, so much. It was, it's crazy. But, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> but, I do understand that you're a busy, busy woman. Uh, I do appreciate you coming on the podcast. Well, what's some other stuff you have coming up? Well, I'm actually going to be covering the uh, Capital City Go-Go tonight at 7. Um, they they are ahead of schedule. <laughs> um, I didn't think they'll be 18. Well, they're 18 and 16 right now. Um, so I'll be covering them tonight. They play the Westchester Knicks. Um, yeah, I'm going to be producing some um WNBA videos i'm actually going to do a league pass video it's probably going to drop soon um people have been liking that stuff so that's another thing you know people that are invested in dropping some great content for that um people will look people will look at it because there's nothing to really see right now Mm -hmm. um and also 
um yeah i'm going to class you know okay. <laughs> doing so, some things right now <laughs> all right so where, where, where are some places that we can find some of your great content yeah um so you can follow me on twitter um j-a-s-m-i-n-e d underscore brown um my instagram is jdanny j-d-a-n-i media um and then my YouTube is uh, Through the Pen Sports. And that's also the name of my website. Okay, and I will definitely link all those in the description below. Again, I want to thank you, Miss Brown. This is actually, uh, you're actually my first guest on the podcast, actually. So Really? Yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is monumental, to say the least. So I'm honored. Thank hey, you. Man, I, do, I do appreciate like 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 we clearly just heard. I do appreciate you taking out time out of your busy schedule. Um, I definitely wish you the best. Uh, I you're definitely welcome to come on whenever. And uh, again, I do appreciate it. Thank you. There you have it, man. I want to thank first of all. I want to thank Jasmine again for coming uh, on the podcast. She was my first guest. Uh, so shouts out, round of applause. I'm broke, so I don't have that uh, round of applause um, sound effect. <laughs> so that was real live clapping. But um, again, I want to thank thank Jasmine for for being on the show. Uh, I'm gonna put her her Instagram. I'll put her Twitter. I'll put her um YouTube channel. I'll put all the I'll put all those links in the description below. If you're on SoundCloud. In fact, I, I'll still put it in the description. I'll put it in the description. Again, um, the WNBA has 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 ways to go, but it, I mean it's improving. But there's no reason. Like again, I I saw that, and I, t- I and you just heard it. <laughs> we, everybody, it's like a everybody needs to do a better job in promoting the WNBA. Whether it's the WNBA, they still need to get a, a, a what a, a commissioner, a president. They still need to get that. The NBA can help a lot, of course. How they promote a lot of things. I think they promote they can promote the WNBA a lot more. And you know, it, it, the fans can actually can give a damn. You know what I mean? It, it, that is how it needs to be. There should be no reason why some of the best players should have to play year round, or some of the best players. Get bigger contracts overseas, you know what I mean? That's that's wild if you ask me. That's 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 crazy. But people probably ask why I didn't touch on the uh, Antonio Brown thing. I mean, we all knew he's leaving. We all knew the writing on the wall when homie didn't play the last game and he wasn't answering his owner's calls or the owner of the team. That that sounded bad. His owner, it's Black History Month. <laughs> The owner of the team's calls, the, the writing on the wall was pretty much there. I, I knew he wasn't going to be there no more. Um, I don't need to continue to talk about Anthony Davis. Uh, we know he ain't going to be a Pelican next year. More than likely, I see him on the Celtics if Kyrie Irving's there. If not, he's going to find his way to another team, and eventually he's going to end up in go- uh, the Lakers. I don't need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about uh, – What's his name? Dell Dell Demps or something? Um, Pelicans owner or G- GM? Pelicans GM got fired. Uh, I mean we we went. You've had all, yeah Dell Demps. He had all that talent around him around Anthony Davis for so long, and you you only have one playoff uh, series win, and that was last year against when you swept Portland and and got embarrassed by Golden State, and. Last year was the first time I can remember that you actually not only had some talent go to you and DeMarcus Cousins, but you actually paired Anthony Davis with somebody that's perennial all-star caliber worthy. Not to mention the, the, the history the Pelicans have. Chris Paul won it out. Anthony Davis won it out. They've, they've botched a lot of trades. They've botched a lot of contracts. Like, <laughs> I don't need to talk about that. Um... Is there anything else that happened in the sports world before I before I leave? Um, I don't believe so. You got any sleepers? I know, I know. Shout out to the old Joe Button podcast. I ain't biting. I ain't biting. Um, 
Yeah, I think that might be it, bro. I think that might be it. Oh, if you guys, let me know if you guys want to um be a part in the intro. For, all right. So for people that listen to the whole podcast, first of all, shouts out to y'all. You guys are the real MVPs that listen from start to finish, even if it's in the background. All the love in the world, man. But let me let me know. Comment in the you know, comment below. Hit me up. If you guys want to be integral in the intro and outro music. Now, of course, for people that listen, the intro is always an oldie. So if you have any oldie ideas, shoot them my way. And the outro is a, is most more than likely a rap song. It doesn't have to be new school, but, uh, you know, just just shoot, shoot, some, shoot something to me. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm rapping at this point. I want to thank you guys for listening to Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy, Jalen. And, uh... Until next time. Oh, and thank you again. Thank you. Thank you to the lovely Jasmine Brown. I appreciate it. The inaugural first guest. Much love to her. I pray that everything goes right for her. And until next time, much love. I'm living my best life. Yeah, yeah. I'm living my best life. Made a couple M, you know. I'm living my best life. I'm living my best life. Made a couple M's with my best friends. Turned on my L's in the lessons. You see the whip pulling up, it's like screw. Dream pulling up, I'm like screw. I'm living my best life. It's my birthday, at least that's what I'm dressed like. I'm like Big Pop mixed with Tupac. I'm like Machiavelli. Nita, little Caesar pizza. I be hot and ready, nigga. You a pussy and a rat. Tom and Jerry, nigga, you ain't ballin', you just talking, that's that commentary. I was in the field, man, I slayed for this. Had to talk to God, drop down and pray for this. To my surprise, he replied, say you made for this. I seen the car, wanted, then I went and paid for it. Cash, cash, hit the take, yeah, I hit